Welcome to the Walpole High Film Festival's podcast, One Point Perspective, a podcast that explores the world of digital filmmaking and talks to young aspiring filmmakers in high school, college, and beyond. Now here are the hosts of the show, Mike Allen and James Conley. In today's episode of One Point Perspective, we sit down with Jackie Gately. We talk to him about his time in the Walpole High School Film Festival, his path through college, and what led to him working at Second City in Chicago. All right, we're here live in the One Point Perspective studios uh, overlooking the Neponset, and we're here with Jackie Gately. Welcome, Jackie. Hello, thank you for having me. Yeah, we're really excited to have Jackie here uh, in from Chicago, uh, and we'll get into that, I guess, in a little bit. But first, uh, Jackie, what, what are your earliest memories of uh, the film festival and how you got started uh, doing this? I remember I was uh, tutored, like, in middle school, and then my tutor was said, so was like, you would, you would love the Walpole Film Festival. And my sister was years ahead of me and would always go to it. And I remember I went to see, I saw them when they were on On Demand, and the usual call list was like the first thing I clicked on. And I remember being like, oh, that's pretty cool. This is like pretty, pretty nice. And then I, then I went like a year later, it was my freshman year, and uh, I didn't know how to get involved at all, but I remember uh, C.G. Tapesta ran track and cross country and he was helming the first day of a Dorn movie and I just kind of weaseled my way into that <laughs> like very like through the independent like knew a guy I was friends with C.J. and he was like I want you to be in my movie and then he then I was in it yeah yeah C.J. Tempesta yeah he uh, and he was involved because of his sister who was your tutor uh, my teacher was uh, Robin Hughes. Oh, Miss yeah. oh, Hughes, yeah. Because she, she did the basketball. She coached basketball. Yes. The girls' basketball team here. And she's, she's awesome. I didn't think I'd talk about her at all. But, uh, <laughs> but no, she was awesome. And she told me about it. And I just like followed up a well, lot. Well, yeah, because she's buddy with Stacy. Yeah. And Stacy's sister is Julie Marshall. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's a cool and connection. And there you go. That's the connection. <laughs> Who would have thought that that's how that, I would have... That's it, I think. I mean, um, that's great. I didn't know that. Yeah, and that's back. I'm glad to hear that uh, the Comcast days of when like the winning movies would be posted on, like on demand on Comcast. Do you, is that not? Uh, that's anymore? not a thing anymore. But oh, I'm I glad that that reached someone. That, yeah, reached, that reached a lot of yeah. people. I think a lot of people commented on that. Uh, that was just Mrs. Sullivan, Beth Sullivan, uh, had, knew somebody who contacted me. It was like we want to show the film festival movies on demand as as like their community on demand. And it was across like the state actually, (laughs) because a lot of people commented on it. We would only show the winners, right? You had to win something to be shown, which was like an an extra prize to win something, which was cool that whoever was the, the contact left or retired. And that was that. How's that? Well, (laughs) well, I think you've evolved in other ways since, so you maybe don't need the Comcast thing as much anymore. No, I don't think we do. But now with YouTube and yeah, exactly. Kind of, it kind of stopped right when YouTube began. Yeah, like the way we do the 
waiting to we publish all the movies not just the winners and they yeah they go out to the world now so we definitely reach a large audience i know some of our films have like cf from last year yeah has reached out pretty far and people are more likely to go on their on youtube on like their youtube app on their tv now than to like comcast you are right (laughs) unfortunately like i still use on demand but i i feel like a lot of people just like go on youtube on their tv i agree so that was it's funny i was talking about that adorn movie today because somebody just watched all three and nice (laughs) and uh, i was like oh classic they are funny they are classic. so yeah you started as the amish guy right sidekick Kind and of just back, literally glorified extra, just a, just a extra, not even glorified, until the last like the last 30 scene, seconds yeah. of the movie. I am just only in the background. Yeah. Truly. And who was your producer of that movie? Mr. James Conley. Hey. And, here it uh, is. And Justin Cotalesa. Justin Cotalesa. Yeah. yeah, that was that was a trip. That was Brother really cool. of the Queen. Yeah, Brother of the Queen. <laughs> Hand of the Queen, Brother of the Queen. And you guys, so to go back, you guys edited, that was year um, eight, and you edited that in the yearbook room, oh, third oh, floor, wow. and because yeah, right. they didn't have any room, because like uh, Groden was in on West on the, on the pub room, and, all, and they didn't have any room there, so we put you guys upstairs, and I remember going up there, and, and you guys, oh, it's pretty funny, it's pretty funny, and uh, I remember, I think Justin pointed out Jackie Gailey, He's like, that kid's going to be a star. He's like, Jackie Gately. And I was like, oh, he's, and he's like a freshman. I remember that. Like, uh, the Amish kid. As the Amish kid. Who would have known from that? The kid, Steven Salick wrote it. And he was insistent on supplying the costume for the Amish like guy. He was like, oh, I have it all planned out. And I thought it was going to be this, like, really cool. He was so insistent on, like, providing the costume. And it was, a, the beard was just a bunch of, like, material that Mrs. Salonick, his mom, had just had in the house, and he just dipped it in coffee to make it brown. And so every day after school, I would just put on like this like coffee drenched like the thing. And I, and all of us were like, is this what you had in mind? Like, like I was like, this is just like a strapped onto my chin. <laughs> but uh, the, that was like every day after school for like, I wanna, I wanna say like a, kind of a long time. <laughs> like, uh, and, and from yeah. that, as a sophomore, you get a starring role in uh, the movie that ends up winning Best Picture, My Own Worst Enemy. How did that happen? I was, I'm, I was really good friends with Matt Mullen through Drama Club. And what happened was, I, I recall, he came up to me very, um, you didn't know what to do with me my sophomore year because I wasn't in the class. And you wanted me to be in the next Adorn movie. And you were like, I'm going to put you in the, I'm going to put you in the Adorn movie. I'm going to find something in the Adorn movie. And then I realized you were like the villain in the Adore movie. And then I realized like the villain was Marvin. And I was like, that is not at all. Like how are me and him going up for the same thing? So I was like, that's not going to happen. And then Matt came up to me at my locker. Like he's like, if, uh, if Dave Frizzell doesn't have a free period, we're going to use you for my worst enemy. And I was like, Oh cool. Just let me know, I guess. And then Dave Frizzell didn't have a free period. So I, so he was like, okay, you're, you're, the, you're the guy then. And I'm like, oh, nice. My boy. Yeah. And that, and that was like kind of, I wanted to, but you were, I guess what you were saying, you were like, uh, come to my class. And then that was like, if you don't have a, if you're, cause I wasn't free during that time. And since the film for my son of me was like kind of not intense, but it was two different things, like two different people. Then that was like, 
then I was going to do that. And I did. Yeah, that movie, out. that movie, uh, I mean, you were so impressive in that movie. And then it was uh, just that movie in general was like, so impressive. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, Matt really that pushed. That was a fun one. Yeah, yeah he pushed every, the envelope on that one. Yeah, you were great in it. And you were still in the second of Dawn, right? You, you were Samansky's like sidekick, right? I won't say who was who I replaced, but I replaced someone because Kinesia saw me dressed as the nerd, right? As the 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 evil version of my guy and my arch enemy, and he goes, um, "Do you want to be in the Dawn movie?" And I said, "Yes, I want to be." I've been trying to get on that, and then that he was, <laughs> and then he asked Matt Mullen if he could like use that's right, movie. and then so then I, I ended up replacing someone on okay. that, uh, because. They just stuff had happened, and I just kind of stepped in. But it was I. I was really glad I got to be in the second Adorn movie. Oh yeah, I was, yeah, I was talking about that it. movie today with with Paul and, and Chris. Adorn of the Dance. Adorn of the Dance, and, yeah. and they were like, he, he, they were like, what was that? And I was like, you you need to keep watching. That thing ages like a fine wine. Like you just keep keep watching it because it's just brilliant. It it is. I mean, I think probably the best poster. I I was about to say. Yeah, definitely the best poster. <laughs> Easily the but. best poster. <laughs> they. Uh, whoever did that went nuts and it paid off like tenfold. Like it was so it's so cool to just to look at Dan Adorn's face oh, on yeah. that black swan kind of getup. I love that. And then so then you worked with Canadian the next year. Yeah. Weaver Report. Yep. And that was another big movie. And 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 you did great that, that year too. Um should note that both was it both years? No. Yeah. Both years you con uh Justin won both years of the, those years, right? Uh, I'm not familiar, actually. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think Justin won back to back. He did. He yeah. won back to back, and then uh, back to back, front best to back, actor. and then he won supporting. Yeah, that year too, he did. Didn't he? Yeah, he was he was pretty amazing. But then senior year, hell yeah, different story. So everybody, is, of course, is gonna want to hear about Albie. Sure. And uh, because it's become a staple, I we do watch Albie every year in terms of structure and. The kids really respond to that movie, as Ava made fun of mm-hmm. in her movie. Which is wild, because I had only heard about people actually watching that movie, like, once. I think I told you at Awards Night this yeah, year. Yeah, Awards Night, you were saying that. that. Um, uh, I think, like, Kaylana Serene came up to me a few years ago, because I was helping out Wobble Chun's Theater, and she was like, Jackie, I like Albie just as much as everybody. It's, it's good, but I, we watch it so much, and I had no idea, so I was like, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I, did not, I didn't know that, and then I saw Ava's movie, where I was like, oh, it's, I guess it is seen a fair amount. Yeah, there were a few yeah. movies that we like highlight in terms of structure. At the Full Windsor is one of them. Uh, Albie's another one. Full uh, just because good. like the character development in both and like the motifs that they got going on, little beats and stuff, mm-hmm. work. And I think uh, people can like see it, see it work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's really great movie. But uh, that movie, if... I, now, you have to help me out here. If I remember... I remember it very well. Okay, because so you want. were... Man, yeah. you were hemming and hawing on what to do and, and kind of giving me the runaround in terms of, I'm, I'm, it's, gonna, it's coming, it's coming. And, and it was, we were pushing a limit in terms of, like, what was... Like, we got to get going here, and, and, you know, we need a script to put out to everybody. Yeah, I mean, I remember... Well, what happened was um, we wrote The Cleaners in the Summer... And we, and me, Mark, and Rory wanted to all do that together. And you said no, uh, you like you can't do that. We need to spread you guys out. And all of us at the time, we like we all wrote parts for each other because we wrote that, and then we all wrote wrote parts for each other in it. 
and then you're like, we need, to, and then you also, we need to spread you guys out. We don't, there, we wrote something where like, one of the characters had to like ascend from a ceiling and you're like, we don't know even how to do that yet. Like, we can't do this. And so Rory and Mark immediately went on to other things. Like within two days, like Mark had human behavior, like Mark went on to do like, start writing human behavior. Rory had something that he was working on and I was like, oh, that was like my senior year. Th like that was what I was gonna work on for my senior year thing. And I remember emailing you I had like, I emailed you four pitches, four things. And I remember one, one other one, but one of them was Albie. And you emailed me back saying, uh, the angel one's pretty good. <laughs> and then I was like, okay. And then uh, uh, you gave me some time to write it. And I think you kept like, for like three or three weeks, you were like, where is it, where is it? And I said, it's coming, it's fine, okay, it's coming. And then like two, the night, the night before, I just like, was like, I have to write that. I have to write that. And I write out, wrote out the first draft. And that was the draft that just eventually just went out to everybody. Because Cruz had already been like fully formed, pretty much. It was like the, I think it was like one of, if not the last scripts, like shown to people that year. It was the last one. Yeah. And I thought like this, the, I thought I blew it. Because I, I told you after we report that I wanted to like direct. And I wasn't, and you were showing me stuff on Top Shelf. And I was like, I didn't really... I kind of want to write my own thing, and and then I was like, oh, I blew it because now everyone's, now I'm just gonna have to pick like a top shelf script to do, and then but it worked out. It worked out. Yeah, that I mean, lucky it was such a good script because it was late in the game. Ashley Waldron's like the key to that thing because oh, she yeah. was in Wombat, mm -hmm. and then she read uh, Albie, and she's like, I want to do Albie, in in I was like, oh, sure, and and then that that the pieces fell from there. I mean, then you got AJ Quinlan. I mean, that was kind of a super group. And then, then Matt Johnson. It ended up being, like, in retrospect, like a, like, ridiculous super group. I got lucky. I, I mean, because I remember that the day I gave the script, Ash had already, like, agreed to do it. I didn't even see her read the script. It had been, like, an, like a few hours later. And she was super, she was like, she had so many ideas, and she was the best. And then I saw Johnson reading it, too. And I knew I needed someone like Johnson, because I had never directed before. So it was like kind of that I sent the script in that day, and then at the end of the day, it was like me, Ash, and Johnson were all doing it. And then like Quinlan came in, and, and we got like other like really awesome people kind yeah. of falling in and out. It was yeah, and really Kat. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just like a ridiculous group yeah. in everybody. It's one of the rare three directors that was like really, really worked. Yeah, for sure. Doesn't doesn't always work out that doesn't well. Doesn't always work out. That no, way, and then you had and you had Hazerjian too doing uh, music. Jeez. Oh, so uh, yes, yes. We the arrow was stacked back then. There's full of talented kids. Like. Oh yeah. Well, it, it was yeah. They just kind of came together in that project, you know. And you had and you had uh, De Blasio, Frank. Yeah. And, I, uh, uh, I love Frank. And. <laughs> That's I always bring that up when we watch Albie, uh, like how a line of dialogue can get you out of a jam. Like, of course, Frank, you never do this. You never cut your hair. <laughs> yeah. You never, you know. And not only did he cut his hair, but he like shaved his head. And we, of course, needed to shoot one last thing, like the day before the due date or something. Like we needed to tie something together. And we just said, "Nice haircut." <laughs> nice haircut. <laughs> Oh, and he noticed, and, it was, and, and that was it, and I got a huge laugh. It was a, such a, everyone came up to me, because it had been known we were shooting. It wasn't like a thing that I was like, Frank, by the way, it was, we, he knew. And, but he must have forgot or whatever, but I remember people coming up to me throughout the day, 
They were like, have you seen Frank's haircut? I was like, no, I, I guess he had, I guess he got one. And then I saw him at the end of the day and you were in the room when I saw him and he was fully shaved. And I said, uh, okay, well, I mean, we have to film. I mean, so, uh, so me and Ash were just like, nice haircut. Like that's, it was like the most throwaway thing ever. And it turned yeah. into something that was like, yeah, it got a, it always gets a laugh yeah. to watch it. Yeah. And that was a huge success that year. Mm-hmm. LB, of course. And it was nice to see, you know, you recognized for acting. The and then then you kept coming back, right? So yeah. I mean you your your span on screen goes from year eight to thirteen. Does it really? It's a little embarrassing. It's a little embarrassing. It's I, kinda kinda like Matt Landry, which is uh, which is which, which is a nice thing to be compared Matt to. Matt Landry is fantastic, but it was so not my intent to keep coming back for that much. Well, because you got wrapped up in the cleaners. The cleaners was being made and I was still really good friends. I was, I still was, still am really good friends with Mark and Rory. And I was just, I went to school in Boston that year. So it was so easy for me to like keep in the know of what's going on. And Rory was like, do you want to do like a quick thing? That's like, a, like to play the young Urker. And of course with Albie, me and Urker became like, not, like close. So I was like, yeah, I want to be the young Urker. So I couldn't say no to that. And then Mark did his thing the year after that, where he like, yeah, he didn't make you. me, but he insisted that I do it. And he, I was like, it's weird if I say no. Yeah, like, I felt weird being like, no, I'm not doing that. But yeah, yeah, no, you, don't, you don't say no to Mark Sheehan. You just he doesn't let you. So no, he did that. He gets his way, and it was great that you were in that. I mean, it, it was. I I thought it was like, uh, just like with Matt Landry, you know, you could always depend on on them coming back and giving a, a lights out performance. So he was in Weaver Report. Yeah. I forget that. And yeah, we needed him. He was really, yeah, we need, certainly needed him. He was really funny in We Report. Yeah, oh, yeah. We needed, yeah, he's, he came through, like I said, I don't know how many years in a row. And, and then he, he also did, he helped out with acting, too, which, which I know you have, too. You know, yeah. I don't know if I ever did come back. Well, you gave, you gave, like, a bunch of, like, notes on. Oh, yeah. I gave, I gave yeah. Which, which has helped huge. Yeah, Landry came back and kept. I, I I'd like someone to come back. To come Landry's back now in teach, L.A. Yeah. So, but let's talk about film school. So, sure, we try to have everybody kind of go through the process of like what they were considering with film school and like you know, and then of course, what they got out of it was it worth it and, and all that stuff because some sure. of the some of the students that are going to listen to this now and then in the years to come are going through the same process. Sure, I mean, I my relationship with film school was like I went to Suffolk to study theater. And that was really only because I hadn't picked, I hadn't given it any thought. I was focusing on like Albie and I, like I really didn't care about college at all. And then I went to Suffolk because it was close. It was like, if I didn't like it, it didn't matter because I could just like hang out. Like I didn't, I didn't think it through a lot. So I went to theater because everyone was saying like, if it was like the only thing I was ever good at. Like I didn't know any better. I didn't think a lot about what I wanted to do. So I just did that and I, it turns out it wasn't for me. And then I went to Hofstra I transferred to Hofstra the next year and I studied film. And I remember thinking, this is so expensive. Like this is so much money um, to study, to, to do what I was doing at Hofstra. It wasn't, I mean, I wasn't really uh, flexing many academic muscles at Hofstra for, I was like, I'm paying too much money to be doing what I'm doing. So it was like film studies and, and learning and I just was not mature enough to, uh, to, to buy into it and I was like and I remember hearing a story about someone who graduated from Hofstra who was like from the film department and he, and he was not 
doing well. Like he, he, he had like, and to say anyone who's thinking of Hofstra Film School, there have been a lot more successes than not. But I remember like at that age, I heard that and it kind of got into my head and I had, I just was kind of like going against the grain of, I went through a phase of like hating and institutionalized learning for like, for like maybe a year. And, uh, and then I, so I dropped out of college altogether and that's when I like got a job at like Walpole Community Television where I saw you around a lot. I was in, I worked in the basement like for a, like, like said, like eight, almost eight months. And then I was just kind of figuring out my next move, deciding like what I thought was right for me. And I, uh, my dream was to always go to Second City when I was younger and to like perform, to just do comedy there, to like do comedy theater. And I, I kind of miss writing, writing like movies and stuff. I really liked what I was doing in Film Fest. I think I wrote some screenplays after I left. Like I wrote Driver's Ed, which I was started my senior year, but I finished like, like well into my freshman year of college. But I, uh, so then I applied and then Jess McNamara, uh, my best friend, she just saw this thing at the Harold Ramis Film School and she sent it to me. And I just kind of like, didn't even think of it as an option for myself. I was like, I'm not, like, it's fine. Like, I, that's, that's really cool. And I, but I, it's not really for me. I wouldn't do well there. I didn't do well at school before. Like, I'm not smart enough. I'm not funny enough to do that. It's okay. So I was like, I, so I just kind of did other stuff. And then I kept looking at the curriculum and the program. And I was like, this is like, it was made for me. Like, it was improv and it was, it was comedy writing. And it was, the people that were on the board of it, like Judd Apatow was on the board and he came to the school and stuff. And like, like you had these really cool people that I was like, these are all the people, like Steve Carell, who I like idolized. They were all on that board. And I thought, if this is a scam, at least this is like a scam, I can be like, well, why wouldn't I buy into it? You know? <laughs> so I, so I, I did the whole application process and I got in and I, my whole thing was I just showed five minutes of Albie. Like that was what got me in. Wow. Yeah. And I just showed five minutes of Albie and I did a bunch of essays. I think I got, I asked you to do a recommendation for me and uh, I got in that. That was a one year intensive and I just graduated from that, from there last May. And that I will, I know I just talked for like 20 minutes. No, no. This is what they want to hear. This is uh, good. I, but I, I went and that was like very much my style. It was very much exactly what I wanted to learn. I didn't feel like I was just getting like a bunch of arbitrary classes for the point of like racking up my film degree credits. Like I didn't, I didn't feel that was necessary for me at Hofstra, for me personally, not to anyone else. Uh, and then I went, so we were, we were doing a lot and I loved it. We were like, we were watching comedy movies and dissecting them and talking about what was funny and talking about structure. And like we had like really cool people come in and teach us like screenwriting and learning tricks and of the trade and stuff. And it was just a really, the education I always wanted that I thought I was gonna get like right leaving high school. You know what I mean? That's why it was what I thought college was going to be for me. And uh, yeah, and it ended up, so I mean, it's a one year film school. It's not, a, it's not like, a, it's not an accredited university. It's, a, it's based off of like the name of the second city. And um, Harold Ramis' producing partner opened it. And it's, uh, it's in tangent with his wife. His wife, is, uh, Erica, is a huge part of it as well. So it's like Erica Ramis, his wife, his wife and his uh, producing partner like run the school. And, and so how long has that been open? Uh, not long, like 2016. Wow. So I found out about it, I think maybe right when it opened. Like it had just been like, I think maybe they had one class going through it at the time. And it was, they, were, they only accept... 15 people every seven months, six, seven months. Wow. Yeah. And so you graduated in May? Last May, yeah. 
last May, mm-hmm. and then, so you're still out in Chicago. Mm-hmm. When, what are you doing out there? Um, so I kind of I, I written like three feature screenplays since then. Kind of got them all going in film school, and I got really into writing like kids books, like children's books. Uh, just like it was just something easy. It was like a, I showed them like writing exercises for me. I was just like. If I had a writer's block writing the feature, I would just like write like a nice story about a, a kid in a bug. You know what I mean? And just like they then they ended up being like fifteen pages of just like little like rhymy things. So I so I have like I started forming writing packets within the past year and sending them out places, writing sketches. I do sometimes do comedy at Second City every now and again. But you know, when you're starting out, like you are kind of paying them to let you perform. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not like on the main stage, you're not like you know what I mean? You it takes it years. Out. You work, yeah. You work out. I'm starting to take classes at the I/O, which I also work at. I work at a hotel. So yeah, you just kind of like, right now. I'm just there, kind of like keeping the connections alive I had at film school. What's the I/O? You said I/O. The I/O is the uh, formerly known as the Improv Olympic, but the Olympics took umbrage with us using, like, with them using their name. Oh, that's right. Okay. And uh, but it's yeah. I mean, it's a comedy theater founded by Del Close and Sharna Halpern, and like. Not to name drop, but like Tina Fey came from, Amy Poehler came sure. from there. It was a lot of like people, AD Bryant, a lot of like people from SNL. But um, yeah, so I mean, so I like I like work there. I host and I bar back and I do stuff there, and yeah, I just kind of I'm like sh- showing my writing packets around, trying to get a lit agent right now. Yeah, which I'm close. I kind of wanted to wait to come on this podcast and be like, I have a literary, I have a writing agent, but I don't. I do not. But I'm close. You're close. I like to think. I'm like, I like to think I'm getting there. Yeah. I mean, what I love about what you're saying here is, is that for something you're passionate about, and I feel that this is kind of a thread that every alumni that we've had come in, uh, it's more like your passion's driving you to learn these things. Um, You kind of noticed that that certain schools weren't for you, so... And I'm glad you found, you know, Harold Ramis um, because it's just you're not giving up on, on this. And it seems like it's turning the, the right page and everything's kind of starting to work out in the right direction for you. I mean, it, work, I mean, it kind of works itself out. I, I, I don't regret doing anything I, I chose to do because it was always my dream to go to Second City. But I never saw myself ever like having the guts to like move and go there. So it was one of those things where I was at time in my life where I didn't know what I was going to do next and I was kind of hanging around my town not doing anything and then I was like I'm gonna just like see if I get into the school and like if I don't I don't but at least I tried and then I did it and I graduated with a short film that's doing well right now and and because uh, that's like our final project it's like you make a movie and uh so yeah I mean I, I don't regret anything I did and I don't you know I went to school for two years but didn't get much out of it but I I don't know. It's just like the. It just led me to to Chicago, and I'm I'm really grateful it did. Yeah. And your final project was a short film. Mm-hmm. When you want to plug that? Sure. It's called Show and Tell. It's about a substitute teacher who has a meltdown during her kids' uh, show and tell class. Like they're like the, she comes in and they're they're doing show and tell, and she like kind of like has a meltdown. The class. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's quick. It's quick. It's like ten minutes. It's it's really it's nice. It's sweet. It's funny. Uh, it got a good reaction at where it's played. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Cycle back real quick. Sure. You, you've been involved in film festival years 8 to 13 personally, and then obviously you've been on the Academy ever since, and right. you've been in 
communication with me and helping with ideas from scripts. And you've given great notes throughout the years as a member of the Academy. How, how, has, uh, how has the festival changed since year eight, since you got involved? Hmm. In your mind? In my mind. It's, I mean, it certainly has changed. It, it, I, I love the advancement with, you know, I, I, I like the way that, I, I always, I've always loved the way the community is run. It's always been my favorite part is the teamwork and like kind of the, the group aspect of it. But I think since, since I left there, the, the technology has advanced so much more. I think there is a, all the stuff that was, that was that worked when we were there has just been like improved upon. Like all the, um, the the group aspect, the group meeting, and like working with everybody so close. The crew camaraderie, I feel like it's just been like amped up. Like when you watch these films and you and I like I follow the buzz and I follow the the crews and the like. I love that kind of all the stuff that just happened. It's been like it's that like happened to be. It seemed like it just happened to be part of the cruise. Now is like ingrained in the festival, like the camaraderie of the cruise and all yeah. that stuff. It just. Uh, that's like, I love, I love seeing that, but of, of course your technology is like, like improved a ton and not like, it was never bad for say like when I was there, like, and it, I don't think it was, we had the, we had, we had nice cameras when I was around, but it was just like you, I mean, look at the, who's the kid I geeked out at, at uh, Talbot, T Jacob Talbot. Yeah. I mean, you have kids like Hat coming in and like really having fun with the cinematography and not being self-conscious about it because he's in height. Like he's there's the con like the confidence in some of the stuff these kids are doing. Like they're they're not self-conscious about it at all. There's there's a, they're just go for it, and it's that's really exciting to see where you see kids like um, like just a year or two out when I left was static. Right. Like, that's what like that that was just two years out and like I kind of like I kind of went to high school with those kids I was just a little older than those kids like Katie McGovern and Felicia Ron but like that was crazy and, and like the that's so experimental and like we didn't like that's definitely not the full Windsor you know what I mean so it's <laughs> yeah. like it's the, the stuff like seeing I love seeing like a, the confidence of students like the the experimentalness of static and like how they just go for it when with certain choices I, I love seeing that it just seems like those choices are being made more like stronger and more on purpose. And, yes. I, and I love seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's something we try to hit them with the, the passion, you know, it's something that they're passionate about and, and, and they start there and go from there. Yeah. And go from there and, and then give them the, the tools so they can get it on screen. <clears throat> it's it, in the confidence that you bring up is a big part because having passion is one thing, but then having the confidence to try to get it on screen in front of 500 people is a whole other thing. Absolutely, and it gets in a lot of people's way. Yeah. Even now, like even when I'm making movies with people in Chicago, like we were making movies for a dollar, but they're like still like a little irkish, a little like they're not sure. But you, but I always circle back to like when I get to watch these movies in the Academy as part of the Academy. I was like, they're just throwing it all at the wall, and but the confidence in it. It shows in work, even from whether you're in high school or whether you're like 26 years old. You know what I mean? It always shows. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. So if so, we always ask this. So of course, you know this is coming. So uh, three film festival movies that you would recommend the listeners, the the current students, whoever's listening to this, whatever year this is, uh, would watch that you that you were not involved in in any way. Okay, I I did I thought about it a little bit, but. Uh, I will say the usual suspects. 
That was like call us usual usual call us usual usual call us yeah not usual usual call list that was huge for me and I think should be watched a lot uh, especially when you like have students watch movies they love and then try to put them in high school I think that's like probably the best uh, example of that I'm gonna say the putback uh, like I love that movie and I it was it's so fun that movie is so funny and so confident and is what it is. I love the putback. That's recent, right? That's Brian, that's Brian Tracy. This is Tracy's senior year, yeah. Uh, I love that movie. Um, and I'll say, uh, uh, yeah, and I, honestly, I'm going to say Promposal. I love Promposal. I think that is one of the best, you know, I, you, you can bring it down to what it is, but it's like, whether it's a sophomore film or whatever, independent, it is just one of the better movies, period, that has been come out. Like, not even sophomore first feature, not even like, for it all, like it's just better. Period. It's just so good. Yeah, and yeah. That's so, a good one. That was an impressive group. That was good. One thing that the promposal does um, that I know you mentioned in your notes this year is uh, the story is just very tight and it comes full circle. Mm-hmm. And that's um, that was one of your notes for let's try to focus on um, like the advancements in the festival. Like you said, have come such a long way, but let's try focusing let's circle back to the story and try to get those tight stories back. Yeah. And I think that note, at least for me, when I read it, I was like, <laughs> hit the nail on the head with that. So I think, um, I mean, those notes that you give to are just absolutely invaluable. Oh, thank like you. They, I, I we, love doing it. Yeah. We read them for a couple sure. of kids earlier. That's the, the hard part. And we talked about this a lot of, <clears throat> is to get these short, tight scripts that actually, have a story, characters, and all that stuff. It's very hard. The shorter you get, the harder it is. Absolutely, and like, be, it's one of those things. Like, you have a strong. If, if you start off with a strong beginning, you might compromise your middle. You know what I mean? Because you, you, yeah. If you have a good, if you have a good beginning, you that is usually five minutes. But now the movies are getting shorter. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, so then your middle is short, and right. you might have a. You know what I mean? You're, you're like with the structure, it's hard to tighten. It's hard to tighten that while still telling like a satisfying story, which is like it's it's super hard. It's really hard. And God bless them for trying, because like, I mean, the one movie I made is thirty minutes. Long. <laughs> yeah. like, I didn't worry. I didn't. I didn't even think about that back then. So yeah. it's good. Uh, we had good a, on them for trying. We, we, yeah, I think. AJ had to cut out maybe three minutes of that movie too, right? To, to, to really make it work. We, yeah, we, yeah, we never cut out a full scene though. Like it was always well, we just gutted like snippets. That, that uh, Bacall scene when he fires you was like a three minute, four minute scene. We gutted that. that like the yeah. brownie joke really doesn't make any sense anymore. No, it really, that was one, one joke. There are probably a lot of stuff that still doesn't work from Albie if I watch it again, but I think the one, the brownie joke, like, really is stupid. We had to cut there. We had to. It was like he offers him a brownie, and I think I'm, like, really put off by it for no reason, but, like, you can't, like, there was, like, at least probably 20, 30 seconds of, like, me saying no, 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 but, like, I think in the movie it's, like, brownie, and I'm like, oh, okay, but it doesn't make sense. No, it's like, now that you've had your sugar, you're like, what? (laughs) Yeah, 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 we definitely got at that scene a lot. And now three Hollywood movies that you recommend students watch. Are these like personal favorite movies or just like if you're going to study film, I think you should watch. No, I, you know what? I think t- tackle the, the uh, personal you know, favorites because um, they can get all that other stuff from wherever. They can go to film school on, or Google. Yeah. <laughs> Every film student. Was, uh, I think, um, I don't know. I feel like you might roll your eyes. I think broadcast news is like, as like a tight story a movie that's not made a lot anymore definitely i think people should just definitely watch that it's just a really nice story it's really well written 
uh, I'll say Do the Right Thing. That movie is unbelievable and something like when I saw it in high school, I thought it was good, but now I watch it again and that movie is l- like literally on fire. Uh, it's such a good movie. And uh, um, Finding Nemo. I, I love that movie. That's like my, that is probably my favorite movie of all time. I, that movie is like every, it's a buddy, it's a buddy movie. It's a movie about parents and siblings. It's an adventure movie. It's like, it's every single movie in one. So yeah, do the right thing. Broadcast news and finding Nemo. Broadcast news is the, it, it, it might not hold up just because it's, um, I have that news cycle that they're, uh, they're, they're, that world is, not existent anymore. It is a kind changed. of a bygone era of um, news. Something that I wasn't even totally around for, though. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. good. I mean, it, uh, it, it really good performances in that movie, too. Another one like that is The Kids Should Watch is Network, um, which is actually kind of gone the other way. It's actually, like, picked up, like, people pointing, like, it's actually was, was way ahead of its time. Certainly. Yeah. That's uh, a movie we watched at Harold Ramis a lot. Yeah. Is that... Yeah, that really kind of saw the, before the 24-hour news cycle really even started, yep. that movie saw it coming way before it. Because the 24-hour news didn't, like, that was more in the 90s with, like, where everywhere was everything that you couldn't escape, like the OJ trial or yeah, something that's going on in L.A. And that movie was way before that and kind of saw all that coming. That's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any uh, other l- l- words of wisdom or lasting thoughts? Oh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I just, I will say like, if you're going to, I always think like, I find something that you like about m- movies other than success, I think is like a way for, and I always liked the art, the art, the therapeutic side of making stuff and improv. And like, I'm really into that aspect of it too. So it's like, find some, don't have a backup plan necessarily, but find something you love that makes it worth it like know that it's like i got a really good piece of advice that says give it seven years to suck and like that way it'll change your whole outlook and it's like if it sucks it's like cool it's supposed to suck you know what i mean this is supposed to not be fun right now and um if, if that's what you want you know what i mean and and it, a lot of people like you know matt mullen and emily Cadalessa, it doesn't Fuck for them. They they found something they love to do and they're doing it. You know what I mean? But like give it give it that time to be kind of a to bartend, to to wait tables, or to just like be writing when you should be sleeping. You know what I mean? Like just to, or it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, I'm only twenty three, like but like you just just I think knowing that the journey there might be long and a little maybe at times not worth it, but like just know that if 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 you know that going in, you're gonna be like, This is fine. Like this is supposed to. This is supposed to be like this. Um, I think it'll save you like like two years of of just doubt. You know, two years of angst. Yeah, yeah. that's what we hear a lot. Is the, you know the the idea that you're coming out of film school and it's like you know, like Emily mentioned, like oh, like they're ready for you. Here, come on in. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's just not that. It's not that business. No one, no one cares if you make something. <laughs> like no one's no. looking. No one's waiting for you to do something. You have to kind of show people what you have, and then they then you'll see but uh right now like that you have to find that's what i mean like find do it make find some way to make it good for yourself because right now no one's looking but they, if they'll find they might find you eventually you know i have friends that have been found you know that are working in la or working in new york in certain cool areas but 
it took them years, you know what I mean? You know, and so yeah, give it time. Totally give it time. And just knowing that now, like I'm still giving it, I'm 23. You know, I've, I, I'll, I'll probably have this at least seven more years before I think maybe I'll do another thing. <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll see what else is out there, but yeah, definitely. That's, that's good advice. Great advice right there, give it time. But no, but also thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming in. You've been listening to Walpole High Film Festival's podcast, One Point Perspective.